Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have a special guest. This is someone who's actually been on the podcast before, and he is someone who has a story like his own. So I want to introduce to the world Raymond Anderson. Hello, hello. How are you today? Uh, hanging in there, pretty good. All right, all right. Can you tell listeners who you are and what you are destined to do? Well, who I am, I'm a, a father, a husband, a entrepreneur, you know, just someone to someone that is trying to find a, a uniting, you know, force to, you know, help, well, help heal the world, help the world see that, you know, we need to stop being so superficial and understanding our weaknesses, understanding our limitations and understanding ourselves, you know, before we, we start pointing fingers and blaming and, and, and more or less finding solutions more than uh, more than us finding problems because i think we more or less often are really good at finding problems but uh, do a poor more more poor job at finding solutions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess what i'm about now i'm here to share what adversity's hope is and or adversity's hope which is my business um it you know generally well I have to tell a short story, you know, to to uh, for people to understand, you know, where it comes from and kind of what, what more or less what it's all about. Okay. So uh, I, I suppose I'll start with uh, approximately 16 years ago. I was 19 going on 20 and I was uh, playing football and uh, I was in a relationship and driving, running errands, just doing typical 20 year old things. And uh, One moment I got in a car to go to school and the next moment I was hit by a truck and instantly left paralyzed from the neck down. So I'm quadriplegic. Not only am I quadriplegic, but quadriplegic on my, uh, life support. And so uh, I just remember sitting, you know, in that mangled car vividly, vividly. Uh, I remember just saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I, I can't breathe. And it's a miracle that, you know, you and I are talking today because I was doing that for over 30 minutes. And so, you know, I should be either brain dead or just not here. So again, it's a miracle that I'm, I'm just speaking with you uh, today. So I just wanted to, you know, air that out. And so as of right now, you know, there, there was, you know, no, no more driving, no more, uh, no more relationships, or no more football, no more running, no more hugging, no more touching. And at that particular time, I noticed that society treated me differently, and I became a third-class citizen. I no longer belong to the human race and in the words of one of my relatives you are a head on a stick you know and i was thinking to myself well, what, do you, what do you tell somebody how, or how do you tell somebody you're a head on a stick and so more or less you're, you're letting me know that i'm worth nothing uh, to you or or to anybody else and so my my, my confidence my everything was you know was shot and uh when it, especially in my independence and so myself as well as society, you know, started this, uh, you can't campaign. You can't do this. You can't do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that because you are in a wheelchair. You're bound and that's it. You know, you should either uh, uh, do uh, just, just hang it up, you know, just, just give up. And so uh, more or less, I was so depressed that I, <laughs> that it came to the point where I, I left myself three choices, you know, and the three choices were, Number one, 
uh, to keep living in my misery, my bitterness, and to ultimately, you know, be a ghost and just just go go along and, and get along, you know, in this world and 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 to stay in this wheelchair. Number two, well, choice number two was to to give up, to ultimately, you know, kill yourself because there's no reason to live, nothing to uh, to keep to keep you from from doing it because you know why and someone asked me you know why why Ray? why would you why would you do that to yourself or how would you do that to yourself and i said well i have a chair and i have a pool and i was staying and driving myself in my pool and so uh with my last option was to um to educate myself and and through contemplation of worldviews and uh having self-worth and a uh, and ultimately finding you know, uh, self-worth, despite me being in a wheelchair, you know, I can use my mind and my message to help others, uh, though society says otherwise. And so, you know, that's adversity is hope in a nutshell, you know. Using your your adversity, using your hardship, using your, your pain and anguish to, um, to you, uh, allow it to uh, be as a weight, you know, to, to bench press, to get you stronger, to help you um, in the long run um, just just get tougher and then ultimately you can use it for your benefit you know as as far as you know giving not only yourself hope but giving hope to others and so that I'm using my wheelchair my paralysis my hardships to ultimately help people that might not see their limitations or they might have limitations that they can see and I can you know uh, be along, uh, be able to walk along with them or stroll along with them, you know, in their journey of life and, you know, help them where uh, I didn't receive that help or wasn't able to receive that help and maybe help them get to where they need to go or where they want to go when it comes to their healing or the holistic healing. And that's kind of what I'm uh, representing now is a holistic healing because, you know, a lot of us, you know, uh, have a niche and, and the niche is maybe mentally or physically or financially or emotionally or spiritually. And so I think it's beneficial if I'm able to help that person holistically uh, when it comes to all of these areas, because, you know, what good is it if you, you know, all right uh, financially, but um, emotionally, you know, you need some help or what good is it if you are okay physically and spiritually, you, you might need a hand up. And so, I'm just here as a a a a beacon of some type of you know help um, of hope uh, and uh, just an individual who wants to see uh, people grow and be united and uh, and have you know smiles on their faces you know finding joy instead of happiness. Okay, so you said something that totally resonated with me, and you mentioned mm. being a ghost. Yeah. You know, that statement alone to me speaks volumes, because you talk about being a third-class citizen, you talk about mm -hmm. giving up, you talk about, you know, three choices, but being a ghost I can tell you a lot of people, you know, who face depression from from all kinds of ways, like you mentioned, being injured or, you know, hitting stages in life and not even, you know, 
thinking about your roles as a father, a husband, and, and building a business, you know, you made a choice to press on and to move forward. But the fact that you can relate to being a ghost, wanting to be a ghost, feeling like a ghost, feeling like people treat you differently because of a circumstance, yet yeah. you're still cognitive, you're still a person, you still have feelings, you still have a sharp brain, and you're now able to use that for the good of others because even talking to you, it, it makes me draw attention to the fact of how complacent we are sometimes, mm -hmm. what we have, because we take, you know, mobility for granted. We take, you know, the smallest things for granted that aren't so small to other people. Yeah. But in losing your mobility and going through such a tragic event and having to spend so much time rebuilding, you know, strengthening and finding your purpose in all of it, it's, to me, I think that it gives you a perspective uncomparable to anybody else well and that that reminds me of the statement that you know when when i do share my story with individuals uh general general genuinely or generally uh they say well shoot i why am i complaining i ain't got nothing to complain about and that's not true because uh and you and you did say perspective and so uh, i'm not saying that uh, people are complaining or whatnot but yeah it, it we all have our own perspective and it's how we use our resources and when it comes, I'm not just talking about monetarily I'm talking about your 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 ability to scratch your nose or run or walk or or just just to do just the things that you can yeah. do you know what I'm saying and, and and instead of you know having that pity party you know I can't I can't I can't it's uh, what can I do? And you start trying to focus on the things that can do. And so with that word perspective, I had to start thinking outside the box since I lost my independence. And, you know, I have uh, a wife and, and children, you know, that rely on me to, to still be the man of the house. And so I, I, um, I, again, I have to think outside the box and to make sure that things are taken care of that, you know, a, a, a so-called able-bodied, you know, individual able-bodied man is able to do. And so, um, again, it's it's all in, in, uh, in the power of your mind, and it's all in the power of, um, you know, your uh, your the individuals you, you hang with, or what, what's the word you click, or your your, your social um, network, your social network. And so, um, it, it's it's just uh, for me, it's a combination of, you know, your will that that the, despite what you're going through you, that i will not stop though i've been a wheelchair though i have you know people coming at me at different angles you know to try to tear me down instead of building me up you know and so um, it's just adversity so just using your resources using the things that try to attack you or try or, or try or, or your adversary and using that to strengthen you, so are you to bench press it and say, you know, I can handle this. You know, I can, I can do this. And so, now, since I got this, I'm going to use this for my benefit. And so, that, that's uh, that, that's adversity helping in a nutshell. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's a perspective. You know, just getting a different perspective for your from your experiences. But you know what, though, you said something that I think sets you apart from others because you know, I think that it's a gift 
to be able to look at what you can do versus what you can't. You said mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. something that I wouldn't think about on a regular day. You, yeah. know, you have the ability to look at a situation differently because you you have already reached that that change of thought. You've reached yeah. that that point in your life where you have decided that this is how I'm choosing to see things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a gift because a lot of people, we can try so many ways, but a lot of times, unless we see something specifically, mm -hmm. we can't wrap it around our brains. You know, and you made a valid point because, you know, if people close their eyes or, or as of right now, they can't really see me. And so mm -hmm. uh, since they can't see me, they just imagine, you know, some able-bodied guy sitting in a chair and, and speaking with you. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, when they do see me in person or in my wheelchair or in my bed or uh, rather, um, you know, they see me as this subhuman, you know, as a zoo animal. And I'm more than just a chair, I'm more than just a bed. And I just want to use the things that I'm confined to, which is a bed and a chair, uh, to, to meet people where they are, you know, and their limitations, because we all have them. And we just have to understand that that we're, we're in the same boat, regardless of, uh, me being in a wheelchair or regardless of that individual standing over me and, and looking at me some type of way that that person is not perfect and that person uh, someday is going to need some help someday is going to need uh, to understand hey this is where i might need a hand up or this is where i might need you know some assistance because i i can't i can't do it all by myself you know what that's profound and it's also you know i think another thing that you probably help people see that they otherwise couldn't see is that it's okay to ask for help yeah 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 though though we all hate doing it you no know, i hate having to ask someone to you know do some a mundane task you know that individuals who aren't in wheelchairs you know are able to do but uh it gets done uh, but at the same time i just hate i hate to have to ask it but that's just that's just where I am in this life, and so I know that I'm able to maybe give somebody a hand up in, in different in a different aspect in someone's life. So I don't know, Ray. You just seriously make me think of things differently. Just your mm -hmm. presence and just your thought process, because you know, as you said, a lot of people are like, "Well, what am I complaining about?" And as you said, we all have things to complain about, but we also have purpose, and mm -hmm. you know we always think of why me why did this happen to me but it's yeah. how it makes us sharper it makes us tune in to mm. other parts of our lives that we have mm -hmm. because you know physically a lot of people put all their emphasis on physical things instead yeah. of things yeah yeah oh yeah and, you know when you're when your focus has to be narrowed to what you have versus what you want mm -hmm. i think that that's 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 it, it's it kind of forces us to use what we have i should say yeah you know? mm -hmm. because i feel like sometimes we may deviate from what our purpose is mm -hmm. and so sometimes things are brought to our attention to make us regain focus um even mm -hmm. people who are put in our paths and i yeah. can say just by you know i've this is my second conversation with you but every time i get something different you know well, I think that that's what happens when we ultimately, you know, have conversations and that's what we don't do in society these days, you know, 
we we when when you're walking down the street, I'm I'm strolling down the street, I'm seeing people's their heads plastered in their phones and their laptops and uh, their electronics. And so there was a quote. Um, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Powder uh, from Jeff. Um, from Jeff Bloomberg uh, in the movie, and he says, uh, more or less, you know, uh, if uh, te technology has surpassed our humanity, hopefully someday our humanity can surpass our technology. And so, um, we we I think even I'm a, I'm guilty uh, I'm guilty as well when it comes to you know technology and you know being kind of plastered into my laptop, maybe trying to. You know, either doing research or looking up something, or like just, uh, just you know, trying to idiotize myself and you know, just uh, escape from reality a little bit. And so, uh, I think, I think if we as a, a, a human race, uh, whatever people group you belong to, you know, if 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 we are all able to, you know, just put the electronics down for a minute and do doing what we're doing through technology, using technology for us to come closer and and you know be able to speak because we spend so much energy trying to tear us down, you know, building bombs and, you know, uh, guns and, you know, killing each other. It's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, the amount of time we spend tearing each other down instead of building each other up using technology. That's so true. It's so true is that people are so destructive, you know, whether it's self-destruction or whether it's universal, yeah. it's really true. And yeah. we're losing time. Yeah, and and that's a that's a vital word, you know. Time. I I I I spoke about time the last time we spoke. You know how important time is because it's something that we can't get back, something that we can never get back. You know, we can we can uh, 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 recuperate money, we can recuperate uh, <laughs> other things. You know, products or uh, or things, things basic our, things that we need. You know, for our basic needs, water, food. Yeah air you know those things can be recycled but when it comes to time genuine time you know spending well spending it with somebody that's something you gotta remember is that something that you can't get back and so so what type of um you know i see you more motivational than anything because you know mm -hmm. when we use that word a lot of people take it for granted they really think that it's just another thing it's like you know um we, we kind of use the same words in our field and in entrepreneurship. We talk mm -hmm. about empowerment mm -hmm. and motivation. But, mm -hmm. you know, when I think of motivation when it comes to you, I think it's completely different because um, we don't really have a lot of leaders like, you know, some mm -hmm. of the old days. And when I think of motivation, I think that we don't really tap into it like we should. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I think we don't, we don't, we don't invest in having that be prevalent in our lives like we should. And so on a motivational standpoint, what is it that you are trying to do for others? What, what type of, of people are you trying to motivate? Everybody. Uh, and I know we, we should, I should have a niche, you know, uh, I spoke with somebody, you know, recently when it comes to, you know, veterans, you know, people in wheelchairs and, uh, you know, something that, you know, more or less suits me when it comes to my experiences. But when, when you're placed in a wheelchair, when, you, when your independence is taken from you, 
uh, when you can't can no longer use your your arms and your legs and and things work differently um, when you're more or less when your life is turned upside down it's it's not just one thing you learn you know when it comes to let's say dealing with a physical ailments that's just one aspect you know because and like I said earlier you know I had a, a family member who told me that you are a head on the stick and so kind of that, that that messes with your psyche, when, especially when when it's new, when it's brand new, or if it if if you've gotten used to it and maybe a little older, but it still messes with you. And so, oh, when I talk about motivation, I, I I need to have whoever I'm dealing with, whether they're children, whether they're teenagers, whether they're adults, I I, I need I I want to be involved in their life when it comes to uh, them holistically because. You, uh, you can be okay, you know. Like I said earlier, you can be okay uh, physically, but mentally, you just you just need some help. You need uh, some some assistance. Mm-hmm. And so, when it comes to motivation, and we spoke about time, and just spending time with people, and just meeting them where they're at, because not a lot of us spend time with each other and knowing where that person's coming from, where they're at in life. You know, uh, so mental, like where they are mentally. With our physically, you know, do, uh, do you need a workout partner? Do you uh, do you need a uh, do you need somebody to help you train? You know, or or financially, do you uh, do you need some assistance? You know, finding something you enjoy doing, finding a, a way to uh, put you know a few extra dollars in your bank account um, because you uh, because you your family your, your husband your wife uh, you, you just need that boost. Uh, from in that in this part of your life, and so um, I, that's just why you know just holistically. But you know, if if I had to narrow it down, I would say uh, philosophically, because I think a lot of us um, don't don't spend a lot of time uh, thinking about what we believe and why we believe it. You know, I think we're just uh, you know just kind of going on autopilot and saying, yeah, I, I came up in this and this yeah. is why I believe what I believe and, and I, there's no thought process behind it. You know, there's no, there, is there any evidence behind it? Is there any reason why you believe what you believe? And so um, I think uh, because the reason why I wanted to speak on that is because me, that was the, that was the pivotal point in my life is if this life is not worth living, I'm not going to live in it, you know, especially in this wheelchair. And so is, is, is there something that transcends me? Is there something that uh, is, is beyond me uh, that I can rest and place my faith in uh, that, that is just bigger than me, that is bigger than this moment, that is bigger than, than me just sitting in this wheelchair? Is there something for me to go out there and want to find the strength to help people? You know, there's there's one thing you know helping people, and there's one thing you uh, sometimes you have to find the strength to even you know get hold your head up in the morning. You know, get out of bed. You know, uh, and and support yourself in your own uh, hardship or adversity. And so, I think that would be the one thing I, I do enjoy uh, out of everything is talk talking. You know, speaking with individuals. You know, uh, philosophizing or uh, or just. just understanding what we believe and why we believe it. Is there any evidence? Is there any reason to, uh, to, to fill, you know, somebody? And so there's one other thing I wanted to mention about 
being a charger or a battery, you know, and I would say I, I want to be a charger. So somebody who doesn't need any batteries and is able to, you know, help people charge them and give them, you know, energy, give them reasons, give them understanding, give them, you know, a boost here or a hand up there. And, and so uh, that, that's just kind of my mindset when it comes to uh, motivation, you know, being a charger. I love that because a lot of people don't think that um, they need it. Or I think for the people that I think you speak mostly to, you know, when I think of what you do, um, I think of people that suffer from mental illness, maybe mm -hmm. addiction, maybe people with brain injuries, maybe mm -hmm. veterans, maybe yeah. people that just have um, even potentially labels or yeah. diagnoses yeah. or limitations whether it be chronic, whether it be physical, whether it be mm -hmm. mental, yeah. I think for that population, the hardest thing is to ask for help. I think that when, when we ask for help, a lot of times we think that we are weak. I think people see it as a sign of weakness. What do you, what do you have to say to that, to those mm -hmm. people that need you, but are afraid to either ask or not sure if that's them or not? What do you well, there's there's different aspects that play uh, in that in, in that world, and the word is uh, vulnerable. And when 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 you become vulnerable, it it's terrifying. And and so my physical appearance is very vulnerable. And and when people look at me, they, they you know hold their hand in the heart. Oh poor thing. Oh you. Oh um. Oh. And I'm, I'm sitting here, what are you on about? You know, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm in a wheelchair. That's it. I'm just in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm just as human as you are. And you don't have to sit there and, and baby me and, and, you know, look at, you know, people who are involved in my life as some type, certain type of way because you look at me differently mm -hmm. than a human being, you know? And, and so uh, I just think if, if, if we... And it, and it depends on the setting as well, because when when people are around people, they tend to act, you know, tougher than they really are and uh, stronger than they really are mentally. And I, I just find that to be, you know, um, evident. But if if there was a one on one and say uh, I was able to speak with somebody and you know talk to them, talk to them, that they they open up within their own insecurities, and I think that. I think you and I have done that, you know, that during this 30 minutes that we've been on the, on the, on the phone. And so I just think environment, you know, is, is more or less a lot to play in people's vulnerability and being around different individuals, you know, play a lot into people's vulnerability. Again, like I said, with being around people uh, doesn't help uh, individuals open up. And unless it's a, you know, a meeting for that, you know, like an AA meeting or, you know, meeting that, that that's, that, that's what that's for. But as far as being around your peers and myself included, I, I, there's some things I want some of my peers knowing about me, you know, I don't know, I can't be very vulnerable in front of my enemies, but when it comes to, you know, one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two -two or a group that it has the task to help people open up with their own insecurities or their own assumptions about uh, where they are in life, where they want to go in life, or what they want to do, you know, in this life and, you know, how 
they can help themselves, how they can help others. And so I think that is more or less, you know, what I want people to understand about me and adversity's hope is I, I, I'm a safe space. We're a safe space that, you know, people can open up and it's not going to go anywhere. And it's that it's just going to be a building platform for you uh, holistically. I love that because a lot of people need a safe space. Yeah. A person, they need somebody that they can trust, somebody they can confide in, somebody that they can be human with. Mm-hmm. You know? I think a lot of times we don't tap into our imperfections. I think mm-hmm. that we hide them. I think that we run from them. And I think that a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I think that Adversity's Hope would be the perfect place to do that. Uh, I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. And so, you know, um, you know, whoever's you're know, ready, if, if uh, it really doesn't matter, you know, age group, uh, background, uh, worldview, religion, or, or, or what have you, you know, I, I just want to, you know, be there for that person and for that person to kind of, um, to be their soundboard, you know, to help them uh, get some t- some perspectives and in, in, in mind and understanding where they are now and what goals they have where they want to go and my my job is to help them get there okay all right can can you tell listeners how to find you yes adversitieshope.com so it's a d v e r s i t y s h o p e and uh, you can google that uh it's google adversities hope and it should pop up or an address bar uh, uh, adversity soap so a-d-v-e-r-s-i-t-y-s-h-o-p-e and my name is ray anderson and i has all my my social media on there phone number email and that would be the the best means to get in contact with me also i'm on facebook so if you wanted to um it's also on my website it, so if you wanted to go through facebook it's adversities hope on facebook as well um and that that, that would be it Okay. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you for being here because it's definitely been enlightening talking to you and you're definitely full of hope. A lot of people don't know what that looks like and you are a perfect example. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I I really do appreciate you having me. All right, listeners, that's Ray Anderson of Adversities Hope, www.adversities with a S, hope.com. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. Stay powerful.